book of Isaiah chapter 55, he, he sends out the invitation. Now, we read it the other night, and I'm not going to read all of it. You just make note of it. In Isaiah 55, he sends out the invitation. If you're thirsty, he said, come. He said, come without money. Come without trying to labor. Just come. Come. The Father is saying to all the people in the earth today, just come. I've got something for you. Come to me. I've got something for you. And then let's go on over into Isaiah 57. He said in Isaiah 57 and verse 15, I dwell in the high and holy place. Oh, glory to God. There's times in worship when we're caught up into heaven, it seems. But look what he says also immediately following that. And with him also that is what? A humble and contrite spirit. You see what it is when the Holy Ghost is coming on people and they are falling under the power? They are humbling themselves. It's embarrassing, isn't it, when you fall on the floor? And it's embarrassing sometimes when the Holy Ghost comes on you and you just burst out laughing. But you know what? When we learn to do that, we learn to humble ourselves. God can use us. God can use us. Until we do, we're just a bunch of heathens. We're just like the unbelievers out there. God can't use us. And to revive the spirit of the humble. Glory to God. If I can get humble, you know nobody can humble me. You go over to the book of James. He says, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Nobody can humble you. I can get you up here, rub your head, turn you upside down, shake you. And you still go back to your seat just like you came up here. But boy, when you just say, Lord, you're master of my life. You're my boss. Man, something happens inside of you. I know that of which I speak. You say, well, it's, it's, is that manly? Hey, Jesus was the most manly man that ever walked the face of the earth. Moses, the Bible says, was meek above all men. Can you imagine Moses being meek? He, man, we hardly think of Moses as meek, but the Bible says he was meek. I want to be like Moses. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Paul, so I'll be meek. I'll be humble. Amen? Because I know that's where the anointing comes from. And I know what the anointing can do. And I know the anointing can do more in 60 seconds than I can do in 60 years. I can't change nobody. I can't save nobody. My programs in my church don't save nobody. The world out there of unbelievers are looking for a place where there is a supernatural experience of God. Listen, if they want another club meeting, they'll join the Lions and the Kiwanis. When they come into the house of God, they need to see hear and experience the power of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God, I'm in the right place. Hmm. Now let's move on over and get into Isaiah number 61, which is quoted in Luke chapter 4 by Jesus, and he applied it to himself in Luke chapter 4. But in Isaiah 61, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Did Jesus need the Holy Ghost? You will find if you study the ministry of Jesus time and time again, he would talk about the anointing that was on him. He would call it the Spirit of God. Listen, if Jesus needs the anointing, how much more do I need it? Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has sent me to preach the good tidings. Simply that is to proclaim to you that there is deliverance. If you, if you add all of those things together, he heals, he sets free, he does all of that. Because without him, we are in bondage. And he says in verse number 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. You know what that is? That's when we're without Christ and without the joy and we go through our day and we're complaining. And we're saying, oh, I wish it was this and I wish it was that and this is wrong and that's wrong. Oh, this and that. And we got no joy. We got no gladness. And God sent me here to tell you that he loves you 
And he has appointed unto you that are mourning that he's going to do something in your life. It's a new day. It's a fresh anointing for us. And he says in that verse, he's going to, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them what? Beauty for ashes. The oil of what? Joy. What's oil symbolized? Holy Spirit. Joy. We read these words, joy, peace, and we just go right over them. I'm going to tell you that there is a joy that is real as that peace. There is a peace that is as real as a gentle flowing stream. Folks, this is not something that we work up or that we get from a book or that we learn. This is something that is supernatural, supernatural peace supernatural joy. Jesus, in the last night before he left, in John chapter 14 or 16, right in that neighborhood there, he said, my peace. Now, boy, if anybody had peace, it was Jesus, wasn't it? Wow. Think about it for a moment. Think about it. I can have the peace that Jesus had. Are you troubled tonight? Are you worried tonight? Is there fears? Is there anxiety? Is there problems? Is there strife? Listen, I want to tell you what, right smack dab in the middle of it, you can receive the peace of God, and when you do, you're going to come out with joy. Amen. They are partners, peace and joy. You find them so many times in the Bible. They're, they're like good hunting dogs. Where you see one, you see the other. And they're just, they're just there. And when you get one, the other one ain't, ain't far behind. Praise God. 